As it were, uh, ahead of the final round of fixtures coming up this weekend, we're also going to be hearing from Stephen Barker, a man who uh, has managed to take an Amazulu side from absolutely rock bottom of the log with no hope of survival, and now off the bottom of the log. They're in the playoff position in 15th place of 16 teams in the PSL, and certainly looking very good to avoid bottom spot and the uh, automatic drop in the PSL. That's uh, all coming up on the show tonight. But uh, loads to talk about in terms of uh, how the season is going, but I think I'd better get straight into the sports news for you. Start off with uh, football. Chiefs and uh, coach Stuart Baxter and Bloemfontein Celtic forward Lerato Lamola have been named as the PSL's manager and player of the month, respectively, for April and May. Baxter claimed five victories out of six in the relevant period, saw off stiff competition from Free State Stars mentor Kina Piri, who's led Ilacota's remarkable rise to top eight contention. Golden Boot hopeful Lamola honored, was honoured for netting uh, four goals and providing two assists for Celtic. Meanwhile, Bafana Bafana have moved up one place in the latest FIFA World Rankings and broken back into Africa's top 15. South Africa now 59th in the world as uh, Sheikh Mashaba's side leapfrogged above Zambia on the continent. There were relatively few changes though in the t- rankings due to the small number of fixtures being played in the period and no changes to the world's top 10. Further afield, PSV have reached an agreement over the sale of uh, Netherlands attacker Memphis Depay to Manchester United. The 21-year-old, who has also attracted attention from Paris Saint-Germain and Liverpool, is set to undergo a medical at Old Trafford in the coming days. Cricket news. Uh, Bangladesh reached stumps at 107 for 5 on day 2 of the second test against Pakistan at the Sheriff Bangla National Stadium in Mirpur. Pakistan declared their first innings on 557 for 8, meaning Bangladesh trailed by 450 runs with five first innings wickets remaining. Meanwhile, in the IPL, the Daredevils are currently 10 without loss in reply to the Kolkata Knight Riders' total of 171 for 7 at Eden Gardens in Kolkata. Earlier, the Sunrisers Hyderabad beat the Rajasthan Royals by 7 runs in Mumbai after posting 201 for 4 and restricting the Royals to 194 for 7. Rugby news, the weekend Super Rugby matches get underway with uh, what is likely to be the final home game for both Dan Carter and Richie McCaw when the Crusaders host the Reds in Christchurch at 9.35 tomorrow morning. Then at uh, 11.40, the Rebels host the Blues in Melbourne in a match that is historically a high-scoring game. Remarkable 63, 57 and 68 points have been scored in their three previous clashes, so expect plenty of tries throughout. There's just finally some boxing news for you. Manny Pacquiao has undergone successful surgery on his right shoulder just days after his loss to Floyd Mayweather. Los Angeles orthopedic surgeon Dr. Neil Latrash, who performed the operation to repair a torn rotator cuff, said he could not be more pleased with the results and expects the boxer to make a full recovery. Pacquiao, the former 8th Division world champion, lost a unanimous decision to Mayweather in Las Vegas last weekend in the richest prize fight in boxing history. And that's your sports news. CSL Radio Show. Radio Show. 
SFM 104-107. Now, uh, one of the biggest stories of the night, uh, this uh, crucial Wednesday night that saw all 16 PSL teams in action, was a brace from Bungin uh, Tuli in the second half to give Amazulu a 2-1 victory over the University of Pretoria in their Amsterdam Premiership tie last night. It means that Amazulu is no longer bottom of the log. Well, we've got the victorious coach, uh, Steve Barker, a very relieved man on the line, no doubt. Steve, congratulations on completing the double over your own team. But now, more importantly, you're off the bottom of the log fate is in your own hands yes evening Dwayne um, yes uh, fortunately you know we got a victory last night a very hard uh, fought victory um, but yes it does put our own fate in our own hands and uh, a big game coming this Saturday so uh, it won't be easy but we have to be up for that that's exactly it. It is going to be a huge match against uh, Marisburg United. But ultimately, you do know what you need to do. But if I, before I ask you about that, um, Ajax doing you a rather large favour, though, by beating Swallows, and that winner came, what, three minutes into ahead of time. Are you going to be sending Roger to saw a bottle of something expensive? <laughs> yes, no, uh, they did do us a huge favour. I mean, uh, you know, we we just knew that we must win our, our game and, uh, you know, not worry too much about other results. But fortunately, after we won, you know, our match, we heard the news that uh, Ajax had uh, scored late to win the game. So, you know, put us in 15th position with one game to go. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks back, I would have taken that with both hands. Um, so very relieved and uh, very proud of the players' performance last night. Yeah, I wanted to actually ask you, I mean, if somebody had come to you uh, when you took over as Amazulu coach, when they decided, what, one win in, 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 in the entire season, uh, and said to you, I'll give you a playoff spot rather than uh, relegation, w- would you have taken it? Yes, most certainly I would have. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the objective is to, to stay in the PSL, and uh, if we have to do it through playoffs, then you know that 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 is a route we'll have to take. Um, so I would have taken that uh, uh, beginning of the season. So after the double celebration last night, firstly for uh, your victory, and then secondly to to hear that Ajax had won, uh, you're off the bottom of the log. But what are you doing now over the next few days to to keep it that uh, you remain off the bottom of the log come Saturday? Yes, Dwayne, it's been difficult. I mean, uh, Saturday will be our fourth game in 11 days, um, you know, both both from a mental and a physical point of view. Um, so it's important that uh, the players were very relieved last night, you know, singing in the change room after the game and that. But, uh, you know, I just needed to remind them that we've got ourselves uh, this close. Uh, we've worked really hard to be in our position that we are and, uh, you know, we cannot get ahead of ourselves. Um, you know, we've got a huge match against uh, Marysburg who are fighting for a top eight position. So... Um, it's just about giving the, the players confidence and belief, um, you know, to go out there and put in one more big performance and get the three points and then, you know, we'll see how results went and take it from there. Indeed, uh, but that brings to light a, c- a couple of questions. One of them is, uh, I-, I wanted to ask you, I-, I hear from a couple of your players that uh, your squad have been having uh, cycles to the beach at times and uh, enjoying themselves with a little <laughs> bit of a swim. They've enjoyed a bry together. A- and what they've been saying to me is that uh, it's, it's, it's taken the pressure off them. I mean, wh- where did you come up with this rather than running them ragged as tra- at training, which uh, most coaches would, would likely have done? Yes, uh, Dwayne, what happened was, you know, the players have just been through really a tough, tough season. Um, you know, we've had to have must-win matches for a couple of months now. Um, and I just felt that we needed to just lighten the mood in the camp a bit, um, you know, not have a heavy um, sort of mood around the camp. And I've just tried to be creative and do different things and just, uh, you know, try and keep the players upbeat and, and positive. So, you know, hopefully that's worked. Um and uh, it's galvanized them uh, as a team, uh, you know, brought them together. Um, and, yeah, we got one more final push. 
uh, on Saturday, which we just need to be up for that. Okay, well, from the players I've chatted to, they certainly appreciate the concept, and they really do feel it, as I say, it's taken the pressure off. The other thing, though, Steve, you mentioned that you've had, what, four games in 11 days. Uh, the problem is, if you finish 15th, you've got, uh, what, uh, another uh, three matches uh, in rather quick succession in the playoffs, is it? Yes, no, um, obviously, you know, ideal situation for us would be to avoid playoffs, um, um, but as I said earlier, you know, we would have taken a playoff per spot uh, a couple of months back. Um, so it will be it will be another, you know, challenging task to get the players up and ready for the challenge uh, should we have to go to the playoffs. But um, I'm hoping and confident that Chiefs can, can, you know, get the job done against Chipper and uh, we do our job. And, uh, you know, with some luck, we can finish 14th and have to avoid that uh, and uh, have a well-deserved break and plan for next season. Well, I certainly hope that's the case for your sake and indeed the uh, the way your your lads have worked. But I remember when we spoke a few uh, a few months back, you said six or seven wins was uh, what you were what you were aiming at. You've got five of them now in, in you know ten odd games. But yes. with a game to play, if you win, the playoffs is a worst case scenario for you. I mean, have you have you turned the team that had one win in nineteen games into a team that picked up five wins in the next ten? Yeah, Dwayne, it, it, you know, it, uh, I remember the, the conversation we had and, and when I said to you that we need to win six or seven matches, uh, I could sense a bit of apprehension in your voice. Uh, it was, yes, I was indeed you know, Yeah, a, a lot of people sort of, uh, you know, questioned that uh, sort of belief that uh, we may have had as a team. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we just had to be positive and had to believe and we just had to back ourselves. Um, I looked at the squad, you know, we some really good signings in, in, in January. I think, uh, you know, from OJ, Mabizela, Energy, uh, our goalkeeper, Bongi and Tuli, uh, Roscoe Peterson, they've all really, you know, added value and depth and character and leadership to the team. Um, and, I, and I could see signs early in January that uh, this is a team that just with one or two victories under the belt, we get the confidence we can go on on a good run. Um, and that's what happened. Uh, you know, as you say earlier, I just, I just tried to sort of do things a bit differently you know, running the players when they lose a game, it wasn't the solution at this stage of our season. So uh, we've we've pulled together as a unit. Uh, there's a lot of togetherness and fight in the team, and uh, there's enough quality to win games. So you know, I think that was that was what helped us. Fair enough, Steve. Well, uh, what you've done has been remarkable. It really is, and I I I am going to be eating my uh, big helpful of humble pie come Saturday. If you if you manage to finish 14th, uh, I'll still be eating humble pie if you finish 15th. But congratulations on what you've done so far, and indeed, best of luck on Saturday. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. CSL Radio Show. Uh, PSL CEO Brenda Villiers has welcomed the new partnership between Safku and Old Mutual and believes it will help professional football players in South Africa deal with their finances better. Here he is talking to uh, SABC sports journalist Valile Mbuli. Yeah, I think the one assumption that we make if you come from a financial side that you look after your finances, which is not necessarily true. Uh, but yes, I mean, this is a fantastic program. Uh, we want to welcome Old Mutual into the Greater Football Fraternity and congratulating Safu for pursuing this and, you know, and getting programs in place to educate, you know, as many as possible people. Did you during your days with uh, uh, the Vodacom, you would have worked uh, closely with uh, rugby or sporting codes. Would you say that there is a particular difference between uh, the way that footballers go about it uh, as, as opposed to other codes? No, no, I think there's no difference. You know, I think one must understand as young kids coming into a sport, they're suddenly professional. 
they suddenly a celebrity, they suddenly have lots of money and lots of people that like them and want to be with them. So those kind of pressures at the age of 19 or 20 is, is not unique to football. It's, it's everywhere and I don't think any of our kids are equipped to deal with that. Uh, you know, I know for sure, certainly when I was a student, I wouldn't have been equipped to deal with it. So it's a very important program. Uh, we also have to realize it's young kids that we're talking about getting into professional football and they not, don't necessarily have a, the end view in, in, in mind. You know, they, they're young and the life, you know, the life is their oyster and they want to enjoy it. But it's important that we educate them and get them to be responsible with their money. Would you say that um, the introduction of this program by Southport to the players would also bring some positive results to the club, not necessarily in the field of play, but of um, having a happy footballer entirely? Yeah, there's not a, you know, the finances of, of all football is not unlimited. So, you know, the increases in salaries and things that we've experienced over the last number of years is not going to continue forever you know so people need to start looking after themselves and as has been mentioned by the speakers if you financially under pressure you know it definitely comes through to your to your office environment which in this case is the football field so yeah I hope the, uh, you know the program is taken to heart by the players and you know and, and they practice the, the, the education they get and, and look after themselves and their money I know that within the PSL you're currently looking at things like salary caps as well and, and, and I'm sure before that comes up, by the time maybe that comes up, maybe it will be coming to players already prepared. Yes, I mean, uh, I mean, one of the speakers from Old Mutual had a lion there and he said the lion looks, eats first and looks after himself first. So it's very important from a league's point of view that all the clubs are financially sustainable. It's no use we have clubs that goes under financially and, because then it means all the, everyone involved in the club goes under. So... You know, things like salary uh, caps and things are like discussions to try and ensure that the clubs and the leagues are they financially sustainable over a long, long period. And, and, you know, so that's one of the strategies and things people need to look uh, at and uh, it's currently being discussed. But the, the, the feeling from the reporting side is that before we get to that level of salary caps, there should first be a minimum wage. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, that's, well, that's part of any union's sort of first things they have to put in place is minimum wages and, you know, we have, you know, and... Uh, that kind of discussions we must have. It's it's all about the financial ability and the financial sustainability of of the league. If the league is not financially sustainable, all these discussions are meaningless. You know, so we need to ensure that the league is financially sustainable. From there, the clubs are financially sustainable, and then all the other discussions can take place. Mm-hmm. I I know that especially towards the end of the season. There are some of your teams that have been struggling big time when it comes to the finances. And I'm sure going next season you'll be putting measures to make sure that you don't face similar things. Well, we can, we're busy implementing the club licensing program, which got certain financial requirements. You know, in, in discussing these things, we have to realize that the club owners put millions and millions of rands of their own monies in, into these clubs, you know, so one needs to take that into account and actually compliment from doing that, you know, of any supporters, they are the biggest supporters because they put their money where their mouths are, so yes, it's, it's a difficult question and, uh, you know, all these discussions form one part of getting clubs to be financially sustainable and once they are sustainable, then the employment of players, etc. are sustainable. I mean, how much power do you have to try and convince clubs to say to clubs, listen, this is a good, we think this is a good uh, uh, financial uh, program for players that South Point Old Mutual are doing and uh, we'd like you to 
almost mandate your players to take part. Is that something that, that you can take the lead on as the PSL? Well, any, as I said, started off by saying any program that helps to, to educate people is a good program and should be supported. You know, we, we're sitting, you know, with a, a union also in the structure that's main objective is to look after the benefits of the players. Not necessarily all the players are member unions, you know, so all these various parties involved in a, in an environment that I know a lot of the clubs are also doing their own financial training etc so you know you have to marry this we have to understand clubs as privately owned businesses uh, that people put their own money in and their own sweat in and so on so we can't dictate to people we can as a league support programs which we do in, you know and uh, you know they must take it to heart and they'll make their decisions whether they agree with the objectives of the program and allow it into their, their clubs CSL Radio Show SFM 104-107. Now, normally we do an APSA Premiership Roundup of the Week, but it's that time of the year where we have to look back at the season. That's right, Coastal Chiefs already confirmed as champions. We don't quite know who's going to be relegated just yet, but we're going to be talking uh, the season as it was with uh, Mazula Malefe, Times Media Football Reporters uh, on the line. Mazula, thanks for joining us. Uh, good evening. Yeah, it's a pleasure to join you again. Uh, good evening to you too. Let's start off with uh, the positive of uh, of the season. In, in your own words, how good were Kaiser Chiefs this season? Um, superb, fantastic, um, unmatched. I think <laughs> those are some of the words. Yeah, some of the words to describe uh, the 2014-15 PSL champions. I mean, 19 games unbeaten. Uh, that's that's where you set the bar. You know, they set the bar pretty high. And and the other thing is that you know uh, that their rivals just went 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 good enough. They they just couldn't keep up, and it it, it made their second uh, second half of the season a lot easier, having collected all those points, even after losing a key man in King, Kingston and Gutter. Fair enough, fair enough indeed. But uh, as quickly as the top of the table was decided, the bottom comes down to the final weekend. Mathematically, Swallows, Amazulu and Chipper are in the running to finish bottom of the uh, of the, the log, or certainly in the relegation positions. But looking at those clubs, how do you see the season finishing in terms of 14, 15 and 16? I think I think at this stage, doing, I'd, I'd have to say Morocco Swallows, uh, they're looking pretty good for automatic relegation. I mean, uh, with the kind of spirited performances that Amazon have been producing, I mean, a, a typical come from behind against Amatags in Pretoria on Wednesday night, you know, that, that's, that's just how they, the, 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 the ball has been rolling for them under, under Stevie Barker. And then you look at Craig Rosley, he, he hasn't had time to settle. Uh, he got a, a squad that, that's, that, that's been in trouble throughout the season and then the, the morale is low. And and Chippewa United, you, you can throw them in there as well because having fired Mr. Avery as as caretaker coach and and putting them in that position again with only two games left, uh, you know you you you, you, you think uh, that they, they they look good for it as well. But 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 if I had to to bet my house on it, I'd probably say Morocco Solos because I just don't see Amazulu uh, losing uh, the, Mar- the the game against Marisburg, the KZN Derby on Saturday. Careful on Monday, Craig Rossley might say he used this as motivation for survival. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let, let's look at some individual players. I mean, I've certainly pointed out on this show on numerous occasions how, how good I thought Tifo Mashamaite was throughout the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Tiko Morise, for me, has just turned back the clock how many years on his, on his game. I mean, who are the players overall, though, for you that stand out in the season? 
there would have to be a couple from Kaiser Chiefs for, for obvious reasons. I mean, as champions, you cannot ignore uh, the star players, the, the key players that got them to, 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 to that position. And as you rightfully mentioned, Kifoma Shamaite played every uh, single minute of every after premiership game. And then I only recently found this out because, you know, as much as we follow the stats, some of them we don't, we don't we don't look at them too carefully, and I, I found out about three weeks ago that the man had had only been yellow carded when he when he received uh, a booking against Bulukwane City for uh, remonstrating against the referee, and that just tells you um, that the, the man deserves uh, the, the, the honour, the, the plaudits that will that would come his, his way, hopefully uh, come um, PSL awards on the 17th of May, and I think. You know, you go to midfield, ah, yes, you look at a guy like Willard Katanda, perhaps a lot would say very consistent, but for me, George, George Lebesi, top goal scorer, not playing as many games because of injuries and, 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 and some suspensions, uh, but he's become a complete footballer, in my opinion, uh, coming through and, 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 and getting those critical goals. Not only just uh, crucial goals that win them three points, but, uh, you know, championship winning goals, if, if I can put it that way. And then uh, you look at Teko Modise, I mean, rightfully so. For me, he's been one of the most consistent midfielders. Uh, yes, sundowns were up and down, but Teko Modise was, you know, remained consistent throughout the season, also pitching in with some crucial, crucial goals in, in, the, in their race uh, for the title, and even as they were fighting for, for, for second place. And, you know, you, there will be arguments, there will be opinions, but those for me are the three players that, that sort of Stand out uh, throughout this 2014-15 campaign. Yeah, fair enough. So I think we're similar, on the same page there, which would suggest, of course, that uh, those are the players who, who do peak or have peaked the season. But Mazola, when you uh, look at the Golden Boot Race, uh, Top Striker Award, mm-hmm. uh, I've already said I, I think Lamola's showed his his hand. I thought he's been quality in class. Sakola's done it in a situation that's been not pleasant, fighting relegation for much of the season. Uh, but who is going to end up? do you believe, as top goal scorer of the season? Well, it depends on, on the games that I've got left and I, on the, the current form. I think uh, Sekola has got the momentum because the team has won five consecutive uh, games in, in their battle against relegation, which they survived uh, relegation uh, last week at Global Park in Bethlehem. And, and, and now I think the team would probably agree with this. It's all about trying to probably get him the golden boot and getting into the top eight. So the situation sets itself up nicely for Sokola to keep getting goals, uh, either to finish as, as, as a golden boot winner or to get his team in the top eight. And then Lamola as well. Well, Celtic have been up and down from hammering Mamelodi Sundowns 5 nil to, 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 to losing 1-0 the very next game. And, and the results uh, being up and down, um, battling it out with IH Cape Town to, to win 3-2, losing in the Free State, star, free state Derby against Free State Star. So uh, those are the di- dimensions that you, you, you'd have to look at. But I think for me, Sekola has been set up nicely to actually uh, pip uh, uh, La Mola as far as the goal that boot is concerned. And for me, Dwayne, I'd have to be honest, any of the two guys deserve it. They've worked hard. They've, they've helped their side grind out results. And they 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 are pro- probably uh, some two of the un- uh, un- most unlikely top goal scorers in our league, given uh, the quality uh, the opposition has in terms of of of, of goal scoring strikers in their team. Oh, you just hope Kulang Glalani doesn't p- pitch up with a hat trick on the final day of the season. But Masoud uh, <laughs> Malefe, thank you very much for uh, your time, your insights, and your opinions, and certainly enjoy the final uh, week of weekend of action in the AFSA Premiership. Always a pleasure, Dwayne. Uh, let's do it again next season. PSL Radio Show.
season as a wrap, we uh, take it back to the uh, issue of the PSL talking about introducing salary caps to control spending in the clubs and certainly club transfers and the introduction possibly of minimum wage for the players. Uh, General, former uh, Kasato Secretary General Zima Vavi was at the launch today and he caught up with uh, Vili Limbuli. Well, I've been uh, personally taking up the issue of uh, hammering them to do something about the plight of uh, footballers we know the big money, uh, big uh, life, high life, uh, huge controversy, spending on cars, fast life. Then they fall, and the study that uh, Safu have uh, have done shows that uh, in two years after they have stopped playing football, they they living a pauper's life, and uh, so they have been working on this with old Mushal with the assistance of Cosado, and we must thank Cosado for this. And, uh, and now they have a breakthrough, they're launching a program today to educate the players so that they can handle the big money that comes their way when they're not ready to do it, when they don't have a social fabric back home to support them to, so that they can take sound financial decisions. And uh, this is a very, very important program. You know. Me and you know players uh, who were big stars, big names, big idols, uh, and yet today they, 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 they're dying slowly from diseases, uh, they have nowhere to turn to, they're depressed because they can't afford to see the society that used to admire them in this manner, suddenly looking at them and, uh, and feeling sorry for them. You mentioned that you've been hammering them and working together with Safa throughout this process. Now we know the changes that have taken place. Are you still going to be involved uh, at any level, given Safa as a constituent? Yes, I will. This is one of the unions that uh, is supporting me and will die where I die, and uh, literally. And in the federation, we will continue to work together with them on these and other programs. You know, we will only stop the day we can say we are able to force every PSL uh, club to, to have a passary scheme so that the players are educated, they have degrees when they play football, not after they have played football. We will only stop the day that every player have a provident fund, have a medical aid scheme, have a funeral benefit scheme, and lives a life of any kind of worker who is in a secure form of employment. But more importantly, uh, this program uh, and this partnership with Old Mutual gives us a potential that every player can say, if I suddenly get so many millions, I must know how I spread those millions over a period of time so that post the age of 34, when most of the players start slowing down and resigning, there is a future financially, a secure financial future for them. I know that this is coming at a time when football insiders debating, especially PSL, an introduction of a salary cap. Would you say that in its current state, SA football having dealt and knowing some of these things from South side is ready, as if it was ready for salary caps? No, no there must be a salary. Uh, cap at the bottom, minimum wage. the minimum wage. Though 
the, the story of the football players in South Africa is such a sorry, sorry state because players earn so much different to one another and uh, you wouldn't believe that they are playing for the same professional soccer league in one, team. Uh, in one team sometimes and they keep this a secret because they are being made to sign uh, separate contracts the football players union must make sure that by the way as a matter of information South Africans know what is the national minimum wage in the soccer fraternity and uh, we're not caring about the cap. Yes, we do care, uh, care about the, the differentials and the gaps between the highest and the lowest paid. But we care more about the players who are living a pauper's life when they are actually playing for big teams. And yet their colleagues in the same clubs are earning so much more. And this is completely unacceptable. Nelson Mandela once said, No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin, or his background, or his religion. People must learn to hate, and if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love, for love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. Stop xenophobia. Make saving lives a priority. We are One Africa. SAFM. Let's have a conversation. SAFM brings you live, interactive, topical news from current affairs, global warming debates, women's issues, to interviews with top literary connoisseurs. To join our conversations, visit our website on safm.co.za. Follow us on Twitter at SAFM Radio or simply like our Facebook page, SAFM Radio. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Lady Maleo is up after the news for the talk shops that don't go anywhere, but from producer Siobhan Chetty and me, Dwayne DeLocker, it's time to say cheers, we're out of here, have a lovely evening, it's 7 o'clock.